shall return to God's word. We have been pondering from the life of Noah, and we want to conclude it today. What moves you? What moves each and every one of us? Hebrews 11, 7, and Genesis 9, 20, 21. We'll read it. Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith Noah, when one not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Genesis 9, 20, and 21. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We pray that you will speak to us through your word. Release your grace and anointing in this place that will make proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. Every critical spirit be stilled. In Jesus' name we pray. To Christ be the glory. Amen. Please be seated. So what moves you? What moves you and me? Praise God. There are forces, visible and invisible. There are forces known and unknown. There are forces acknowledged and unacknowledged that moves, that prompts, that influences every step of our lives. Praise the Lord. Careful steps, careless steps, guided steps, steps which leads us to the destiny that God has for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Noah was a man of God who was moved by holy fear of God. And he did things that was unbelievable to human mind, hard to comprehend, alone, against all the odds that were stacked against him, he did what God wanted him to do. Look at him. Doesn't he look like a jack of all trades, preacher of righteousness, builder of ark, a good carpenter, a sailor, a farmer? A family man, you name it. A man who is accomplished. Sure, he did accomplish much more than anyone else to the point that his life, life story, biography has been entered and recorded in the word of God. And he falls in the hall of faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If I were to write the story, biography of Noah, I would just give him a clean chit, a clean slate. But unlike us, me, men, we, when God writes the story of a person, he does not wink at anybody's faults. He would mention their faults and their faltering so that you and me, we could learn from their lives. Praise God. 
throughout the scripture, we read, whether it's the friend of God, Abraham, or a man after God's own heart, David, God does not hesitate to highlight or point out their failures and the repercussions of their lives. It's been recorded so that you and I can learn from it and not repeat such mistakes in our lives. Praise God. God in his wisdom, he knows and he understands and he records and he conveys and transmits the follies, the foolishness, the accolades, the accomplishments, achievements of men and women of God. So come today as we look together in the life of Noah, a man who is accomplished, a man who has arrived, praise the Lord, a man who has reached that destiny, a man who has docked, a man who has received pronouncement from above, praise the Lord, blessing not only upon himself, blessing upon his generations, upon his descendants. A man who caused God to put a rainbow up in the sky and enter into a covenant with man saying that I will never ever destroy man with flood. Praise the Lord. Such a beautiful life and a life well lived. Everything is working fine for him. The Bible says once he landed, once he was blessed, the man decides that he will pursue the vocation of his father, Lamech. He decides that he is going to follow his vocation, which is farming. The Bible says he starts farming, he planted a vineyard, wine, and he got a good harvest. Probably looking at the cluster of grapes, looking at the Fruit of his labor. Noah must have been very happy and excited. God wants us to experience and enjoy the fruit of our labor. Yes, when the blessings of God is upon our lives, we are able not only to witness, but to experience the fruit of our Labor, Praise the Lord. This morning as you're seated in the presence of God, if you are able to envision, no. If you are able to visualize, nay. If you are able to experience the fruit of our labor, the fruit of your labor, you and I ought to do something. You and I have to connect it to the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God. Praise God. Every fruit of our labor that we experience in our lives ought to produce within us, produce from us the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto God. So every time you see the fruit of your labor, you experience the fruit of your labor, it ought to build within you an attitude of gratitude and it ought to cause the fruit of your lips, giving thanks unto God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This man experienced the fruit of his labor. 
But unfortunately, the Bible says, look what the Bible says. It says, then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. Praise the Lord. One thing led to another. Praise the Lord. It's always one thing leads to another. Every action has a reaction. Praise the Lord. If that's the case, how we ought to align ourselves so that our actions are righteous, our actions are noble, our actions are good, our actions are God-approved, our actions are endorsed and attested by heaven. Praise the Lord. If it is going to produce a reaction, we want our actions to be such that it would create life. It will create blessings. It will create the grace and the favor of God to flow into our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As faithful as he was, as extraordinary of a man he was, for a long, long time, he lived about reproach. He lived about temptation. He lived about all kinds of allurements and wooing that the world beckoned him. But he had come to a moment in his life where he caved into temptation. Praise the Lord. Regardless of our past, Regardless of our past achievements, regardless of our past accolades, we all ought to come to a place of understanding that no one is exempt, no one is immune from temptation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Regardless of how saintly of a man or a woman we are, none of us are exempt from temptation. No one has any kind of immunity from temptation as long as we live in this world. So, look at this. A man who was moved by the fear of God for a moment, call it bad judgment or caving into temptation, he was moved by something else. Praise the Lord. Can a man of God, can a woman of God, who's being moved by the Spirit of God, can have moments of failure in their lives? Praise Can a man of God, a woman of God, who's a man and woman of the Word, can they have moments in their lives where they fall, falter? Why is it that the scripture records such events of men and women of God? Regardless of who we are, all of us need the grace of God. We need the grace of God in every seasons of our lives. We need the grace of God in trials. We need the grace of God in troubles. We need the grace of God in tribulation. We need the grace of God in challenging times. We need the grace of God in seasons where things are going haywire. We need the grace of God when everything seems to go 
without the grace of God. Praise God. Look at this man. He has come to a place where everything is working well for him. Praise the Lord. The floodwaters of judgment has subsided. Praise God. His family is safe. Praise God. He has offered, built an altar and offered sacrifice unto the Lord. The favor and the blessings of God is pronounced upon him. You see the fruit of his labor. Everything is working well. But he caves in to temptation. The Bible says he gets drunk and one thing leads to another. Praise the Lord. Noah walked with God. But when things became normal, he became vulnerable. And quite often that is true with us. When everything is working fine, when our pockets are full of money, when our pocketbooks are full, when we have fat bank balances, everything seems to be cruising and doing good. Quite often it's after the biggest, greatest achievements, victories of our lives, that temptation comes knocking at our door. That the enemy tries to creep into our lives. And try to bring a downfall in our lives. No longer are we on guard. Vigilant. Because everything is going as usual. When things go as usual. Quite often our guards are down. And we are taking it easy. And we become vulnerable to the, to the plan and the moves of the enemy. Praise the Lord. See, the Bible says this man got drunk and the next thing that he does is he becomes exposed. From Genesis to Revelation, if you read the Bible, we see that getting drunk or huh, drunkenness is absolutely forbidden. You check the Bible from the beginning to the end. This is what the Bible says. Huh? Alcoholic wine is referred to as a mocker, deceiver that leads to violence, that leads to poverty, that leads to sorrow, that leads to immorality, that leads to insecurity, that leads to an insensibility. It just takes you down slowly but steadily. Regardless of what you want to call it, getting it high, getting high or getting a buzz. No matter how you want to term it, the Bible forbids it. How come? Is God mean? No, God is not mean. God means well for us. Praise the Lord. If there is anyone who is a well-wisher, God is our well-wisher and he wants us to live a life. That is about reproach. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Quite often we see, just like Noah, when people get drunk, that they get exposed. Noah got drunk and he exposed himself. Look at this. The man who was moved by holy fear of God. When the holy fear of God was replaced by something else, what happens? He also was moved. Listen, we are being moved by one force or the 
other. When, it, when he was moved by holy fear of God, it led him into salvation. But now when he's being moved by something else, what happens? You know, it moves him to expose himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, when people get drunk, they expose themselves. Exposing themselves is not just simply taking the clothes off, but exposing themselves means also means uttering things that should not be uttered. Things that are kept secret in their mind, in their hearts. They lose their sanity for a moment and they start speaking out and saying things that they should not. Doing things that they should not. Acting in way that they should not. Praise the Lord. They, they later on have regrets and wish that they had never said or done what they did. Praise the Lord. Drunkenness leads to uncovering. Hmm? Exposing themselves in one way or the other. Praise God. Nobody gets drunk the first time, but it slowly, steadily it starts, and it has its consequences. Look at the life of Noah. The man exposed himself and is lying in his tent. At least he was in his private quarters. Quite often, people take consolation in the fact that they are exposed only in their private quarters. And so, if you are consoled by the fact that the exposure is not exposed to the world, but only in your private quarters, Hear the word of God this morning. Noah was only exposed in his private quarters, in his tent, in his private tent. But even in our private tents, there are access to people who are very close to us. Listen to me. The Spirit of God is speaking this morning. If you are consoled by the fact that your exposure of self is only in your private quarters. Your private quarters, there are people who have access to your private quarters. Noah's kids had access to Noah's private tent. And the Bible says, Ham, not baloney, Ham, Ham walked into the private quarters. And he saw that his father was exposed. Noah, when he got drunk, he never ever thought that this would lead to another. Quite often, the Bible gives so many pictures. I want you to look at the picture that the Bible gives. You know, the Bible gives clear picture what happens when one, one is intoxicated. 
God doesn't, God wants us to live a life that is saved. We as God's children, we have been given the Holy Spirit. Do you know what the Holy Spirit does? The Spirit of God is a spirit of love, power, and sound mind. Praise the Lord. By God's grace, all of us have sound mind. But the Spirit of God that God has deposited within us, praise the Lord, is a spirit of love, power, and sound mind. Sound mind brings sound judgments, praise the Lord. God wants every child of God to be balanced, balanced in love, balanced in power, balanced with sound mind. Praise the Lord. Not love, 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 and loving out of control. Not power, 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 and, and misusing and abusing of a power, no matter what realm those powers are in. God wants us to have sound mind so that we can make decisions, steps in our lives that are balanced. But when these kind of intoxicating drinks or substance enter our bodies, we who are the temple of the living God, we who have the Holy Spirit within us, we who are being sealed by the Spirit of God, when any other spirits are given access into our lives, we tend to lose control of the sound mind. Praise the Lord. Look, Noah exposed himself. His son walks into it, saw, see the exposed body of Noah, walks out and tell his brothers. And then we read what his brothers did, how they covered their father's nakedness. One thing leads to the other, the Bible says, you know, eventually Noah walk, woke up from his, from his drunken state. And the next thing, Noah finds out what happens. And I want you to think. I want you to come with me for a moment. You know, don't look at this as judgmental. Think about this as the word of God because God loves you and me. I want you to look at, look at this for a moment. God pronounced a blessing upon Noah and his children. Okay? God pronounced a blessing upon Noah and his children. Noah, when he got drunk, he exposed himself. You know, he, well, we don't know what he thought, what went through his mind, but when he wakes up and he realized what has happened, the Bible says, Noah opened his mouth cursed his son. Praise God. Quite often, our actions have the potential to undo what God wants to do for us, in us, through us. Praise the Lord. God blessed him and his children, but this man of God, in that moment of stupor, in that moment, he pronounces a curse upon his son. Think about that. 
whose fault it is. Ham didn't intentionally walk into the into his inner chamber. He probably walked in just like any other day. Praise God. But that particular day, Noah was, you know, in a state where he should not have been seen. You know, when we do things hiding, we think that no one will ever find out. I want to tell you, the Bible says, sin will find you out. The nature of sin is such. Sin eventually exposes people. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sin exposes people. You and I need so much grace of God in our lives. Praise the Lord. We need the grace of God and the grace of God is available for each and every one of us. But this morning, I want you to take it very seriously. Do not allow things into your life. Don't give access to the enemy, whether it's alcoholic beverages or substance that would make you high or any kind of material that would contaminate your mind, your spirit, your soul, and your body. Praise the Lord. It will not only affect you, it will affect your children. Don't forget that. We see that Noah cursed Ham. You know, Noah cursed Canaan. The Bible says Canaan was Ham's child. You know, and we see that later on, Canaanites were enemies of the children of God. I want you to look for a moment how it affected generations and generations. Praise God. You know, the other day I was talking to someone and they were sharing something with me. And we think that, sometimes we think that, you know, these things are trivial in nature and it doesn't matter. Once we are, we are in the faith for some time, it don't matter. So this brother sharing this with me is talking about a minister who was in ministry for years, for decades and now going through a season of of divorce from his wife you know the family is broken apart and looking into their lives inquiring what had happened opened a door in their lives how sin got access and hold upon their lives we are talking about a minister who was in ministry for decades, his family life being shattered. And as they unveiled their life, this is how things started going wrong. After being in ministry for quite some time, in the guise, in the guise, or in, the, in, in, the, in, in a way to reach out to the community, they became part of social gatherings. And social gatherings have changed over the course of time. Social gathering, if you were back home, it was Paripuvada and Pari, you know. Social gatherings 30 years, 40 years ago probably was donuts and coffees or pastries and cakes with the social gatherings. Today, social gatherings have taken a totally different phase. Today, 
what's given out during social gatherings is different. You know, you have from hard seltzers to alcoholic beverages, you know. Seltzers are good, but when you introduce two hard seltzers, one thing leads to another. Today's social gatherings have Miller Lights and Bud Lights. God wants us to be people who are light bearers. But when Miller Lights and Bud Lights enter into our lives, when hard seltzers enter into our lives, they become doorways that can give access to greater stuff that can just influence our lives and take our sound mind away from us. Talking about this family, this family was introduced to lighter beverages, slowly, slowly compromised, led to a man of God who was in ministry for years to come to a stage of being drunk and eventually the family being shattered. Who is exempt? I want to tell you, no one is exempt from temptations and allurements. Regardless of who we are, regardless of how long we've been in faith, regardless of how much we are exposed to religious activities, to worship services, regardless of how much you and I are involved in the house of God. Praise the Lord. When we give room for sin to enter into our lives, it can take us down and down we can go if it not for the grace of God. So this morning, I want to beckon my brother, my sister in the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have given access to any kind of stimulants, any kind of narcotics, or any kind of habits that takes your sound judgment away from you. Praise the Lord. Maybe perhaps you have just been initiated into it. Perhaps you're just looking at, at it as le being legalism. No, this is not legalism. We are not talking about legalism. You know, the Bible gives clear warning. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. As children of God, the command in the scripture is, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit, not be drunk with wine. Years ago, I was talking to a young man who was involved in, in, in getting drunk and, and, and getting into, into, into something very serious that landed him in, in Rikers Island. Talking to him, he said, Pastor, I never ever thought that I will end up here behind bars. It all started very simple and very innocent. We used to just hang around. We just used to take a drink here and there. But pretty soon things escalated and things went out of hand. I could not live without a drink. And today I find myself behind bars. Everybody's case is not an extreme case. 
But I want to ask you, my friend, do you want your next generation to look at you and say, you know, daddy, mommy is one way in the church, but some other way in the home. Do you want your spouse to look at you and say, you know, you know, you are so good on the stage, but look at you when you are home. Praise the Lord. Do we want to expose ourselves to our near ones, to our dear ones? Don't we want to be same inside and outside? We can by the grace of God. Look how the Bible wants us clearly. You know, when you read Proverbs 21, 31 to 35, what a picture. The Bible doesn't say, you know, don't drink. The Bible says, don't look at wine when it is red. Praise the Lord. In other words, you know, we only read that verse which says, do not get drunk. You know, be filled with the Spirit. So as long as I am not getting drunk, it's okay. That's the conclusion of many a people. The Bible says, do not look at wine when it is red. Why? Because it has the potential to do what? Look, first it sparkles. It looks good. Praise the Lord. Then the Bible says it goes down smoothly. Hallelujah. Look, next the Bible says it strikes like a snake. How Then how it affects our sight, our speech, our senses, our action. I don't have the time. Go home and check it out. Proverbs 21, 31 to 35. That's what the Bible says. You don't get drunk all of a sudden. You don't go from number from 0 to 10 in a second. Slowly, slowly people cultivate this habit. So what does the Bible promote? The Bible promotes absolute abstinence. Praise the Lord. Stay away from it. Praise the Lord. Stay away from it. It can only bring blessings in your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled in the Spirit like Stephen, who could see the glory of God and experience the radiance of God's glory upon his face. Be filled like Philip, praise the Lord, who was a trailblazer for the Lord. Be filled like Barnabas, who was a good man, who was an encourager. Be filled like Paul, who did great things for God. Be filled with Peter, filled with what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And may the Lord lead you and me into the purpose of God. What's moving you today? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is it the Holy Spirit that moves you? Is it the holy fear of God that moves you? Or something else? Praise the Lord. Anything than the Spirit of God that moves us, whether it's envy, hatred, regardless of what it is, it can move us into a realm that we will regret. Praise the Lord. The consequences are always great. The price tag attached to a buzz, to a feeling of getting high, praise the Lord, is always 
something that you and I will not be able to visualize. God wants us to be people who are moved by the fear of a holy God. Praise the Lord. May God help us to be moved by faith, moved by the Spirit of God, moved by faith. Praise the Lord. A moment of disorientation, a moment of caving into temptation will have a huge price tag. May God deliver you and me out of it. And may you and I live a life that is pleasing to God. Praise the Lord. Shall we say a word of prayer? Father, we thank you and we praise you. We pray that we will be moved by holy fear like Noah did. We pray that we will be moved by the Holy Spirit. And we pray when we are cruising, when everything is working well for us, when business is booming, when all of our stocks are going high, when we are successful in life, we pray that we will not let our God down, but we pray that we will remain vigilant, that we will be on our God, and we will be full of your spirit, spirit of love, power, and sound mind. May we be moved by you and your spirit alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll sing.